Welcome to Fixed Body Group's podcast. On our show, we speak about our lifestyle-based approach for permanent change. My name is Dr. Sean Robeck. Each week, we'll be helping you with better daily habits that will improve your health for a lifetime. We believe you must be proactive when it comes to taking care of yourself and others around you. Our current healthcare system is broken, and we help you navigate your journey to health independence. Today, we had Jake Weeks on the show. He's an exercise physiologist, biohacker, and entrepreneur. He started a company called Quantum Red, and this company allows us humans that are stuck indoors as well as in the office that are unable to get sunlight throughout the day achieve that through his red light therapy program. Uh, We're going to discuss the benefits of red light therapy and what happens if we don't get enough sunlight. So Jake, welcome to the show. Hey, thank you so much for having me. I'm grateful that you thought to have me on. You're welcome. I saw, you know, this is so important for people to learn about because these are great tools and we'll talk about what these tools are in a second for people to quote unquote biohack their body. And we'll talk with, about what that means as well. But Jake Weeks, he is an exercise physiologist, entrepreneur, and a professional biohacker. He's, uh, he actually used to be a bodybuilder for 10 years. He gave that up four years ago uh, to really become uh, for optimal health, I would say. And you're going to get into that. But um, you know, the first question I have for Jake is um, he started a company called quantum red and it's a red light therapy business. And my first question for you is why did you start that company? Oh, that's an easy question for me. Uh, red light therapy, uh, something also do is infrared sauna, but we're really talking about red light therapy today. Mm -hmm. That's a a really incredible tool that I stumbled upon during my own health journey. Mm -hmm. Uh, just a quick backstory. Uh, you said I was an exercise physiologist. I graduated with my degree in 2008 and shortly moved down to Arizona immediately after. And um, just a short time after living here, I just found myself always fatigued. I could not wake up in the morning. I had that typical, you know, get up about nine o'clock and get some energy around 11 and then drag all afternoon and then rewake back up at night. Mm-hmm. Um, I just had these weird out of sync patterns. So uh, what I discovered is I went in for a professional uh, sleep study where they, you stay overnight, they connect you to all the electrodes and monitors and so forth. And they discovered that I actually had severe sleep apnea. Uh, for those that aren't um, very, uh, who don't know very much about sleep apnea, it's essentially when you stop breathing while you're sleeping. Right. Uh, there's two different kinds. There is obstructive, where you might have an obstruction in your your trachea, your air pipe. Yep. Uh, and then there's also non-obstructive, which they think is neurological. And in, that was my case. Uh, you know, the obstructive is typically for somebody that's overweight. Uh, and like you said, I was a, a competitive bodybuilder. So I was actually the exact opposite of overweight. I was very, you know, underweight and right. lean. And... You know, looking back at my journey, um, you know, having that background in exercise physiology, um, you know, I was doing all those things that were taught that we need to do for optimal health, you know, things that, um, you know, I'm all, I was also a personal trainer uh, and still do part time uh, and have been for about the last 15 years. But, you know, focusing on exercise and nutrition and hydration and things like that. Yep. And doing all these things that, you know, we're taught we need to do to have optimal health, somehow my body still sucked at sleeping 
Now, I don't know if I, I don't remember if I just mentioned this, but during the sleep study, they measured I would stop breathing 70 times per hour. Wow. So, you know, more than once a minute, I was suffocating during my sleep. And in my opinion, sleep is probably the most important thing that we do when it comes in terms of our health, because that is when our body repairs and regenerates. And if you're constantly suffocating, not breathing and waking up all night long while you're sleeping over time, your health is going to deteriorate both mental and physical. And so over time, you know, where I found myself, I, first of all, I should say, you know, I was prescribed a CPAP as most people are. And I don't know the statistic about how many people that actually don't use them, but I was that person that put it back in the closet after about two months because it was so invasive to wear and uh, made it really tough to sleep. And so I really just suffered with the bad sleep for years. Um, but poor sleep led to poor mental health. I was diagnosed with adult onset ADD. I had depression, uh, diagnosed with anxiety. Um, and then from a physical standpoint, you know, I, I looked fantastic on the outside, but on the inside, it was like Swiss cheese. I had <laughs> high cholesterol, um, high triglycerides, pre-diabetic, high blood pressure, all these things that you generally think of, you know, somebody who's out of shape and overweight and doesn't eat a great diet and, and so forth. But I was, I was living that sick person's role. And you had, uh, you know, we, I've, I'm fortunate enough to uh, speak to you prior to this and know a bit about you. You're um, fixing or helping your internal health and sleep apnea. There are a number of pieces that go into that puzzle of helping and assisting and overcoming Absolutely. Uh, How did red light therapy help you? So after about eight years, um, I was just at my rock bottom. I was complete zombie. And I was finally open to new suggestions, get out of my own ego of, you know, me optimizing my own health and, and looking elsewhere. And a really, really great friend of mine uh, introduced me to a, a newer area of science that's called epigenetics. And, you know, for those uh, listeners that haven't heard about epigenetics, most people are familiar with genetics, our our DNA. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the way I simply put it is our DNA is just the blueprints of all the proteins that make up our bodies. But our DNA doesn't have a mind of its own. It doesn't just randomly turn on and off. And so what epigenetics essentially means is it's environmental signals from our environment that are controlling our genetics, our DNA. And this is how I stumbled onto red light therapy because light has such a profound effect on our cells in so many ways than most of us are taught. Right. So tell us about that. What does, what does it do? So red light therapy uses a combination of visible red light and also near-infrared light, which is invisible to the naked eye, uh, where it's absorbed by a part of the cell called the mitochondria. Uh, Mitochondria, you know, I learned about it in sixth grade biology that it's the power plant or the engine of the cell. That's where all of our energy comes from. And essentially... These mitochondria, they have receptors or proteins that are designed by nature to absorb red and near-infrared light. Got it. So when they absorb this light, it fundamentally stimulates three different processes. The first and, 
and foremost, it stimulates the creation of additional energy, what we call ATP mm-hmm. or adenosine triphosphate. That's the energy that all of our cells use for every physiological function in our body. So the more energy that our cells have, our cells are going to perform more optimally and they're going to repair at a greater rate. Got it. Uh, the second thing this is... This sounds, not to cut you off because you're on a roll, but this sounds a lot like sun hitting a plant and the plant growing. It <laughs> as is. In, as in the, the big term photosynthesis, but it's like as if we're using sun's light or red light to help us grow and recover. Exactly. Just like a, a, a plant absorbs sunlight so it can convert carbon dioxide and water into oxygen and glucose, mitochondria actually just reverse that process. They take oxygen that we breathe in and glucose or fat from our food, and they convert that back into water and carbon dioxide. And that's the process how we make our chemical energy. Got it. And so I know you got two more points, but just so the listeners can, um, can get the importance of this, if we are under fluorescent lights, which are not red lights, and we're staring at computer screens and we're in the office all day long or at home or in our car, then we're not getting these proper light, the proper light for us to be able to grow and recover. Exactly. I I, I tell people that we're a bunch of walking indoor house plants. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. Yeah. (laughs) I'm going to steal that from you. Uh, Okay. So that makes a lot of sense. So what's point number two? So point number two is when our mitochondria are efficiently creating more energy, this ATP, they're all, they're also creating less free radicals. So free radicals is a fancy word of saying inflammatory compounds. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, our mitochondria produce less inflammation and it also upregulates the, or stimulates the production of more antioxidants, specifically melatonin and glutathione. Got it. So it's helping to wipe out inflammation out of the body. So just to stop you there, glutathione for our listeners, if you may have to take a supplement called glutamine, um, glutamine is a precursor to glutathione. These are all big words um, that ultimately glutathione is the most important, most powerful antioxidant in our body. So we want to make sure that we have ways to produce this. Absolutely. And melatonin, you know, the hormone of darkness, which not just helps us fall asleep, but it's actually the hormone that's responsible for all the repair and regenerative processes that occur while we're sleeping. And what you're saying is light helps both of those. Absolutely. The right light. The right type of light. And the right type of light is what? Is red and near infrared. Got it. (laughs) And then... And do we get that on a daily basis typically? Uh, most people, not enough, right? You know, by the time you wake up and you get ready for work and then you drive in your car with tinted windows and you're wearing clothes and sunglasses, you walk inside your work building, you sit in front of, you know, in fluorescent light in front of the screen, as you said, for hours upon end, you go home this time of year, it's dark. Most of us never see the sun for even 5% of our day. Right. I know we have point three coming up before we get to that point. Um, what's your take on sunscreen? Uh, no bueno. Yeah, you're going to have a lot of conflict there. There are a lot of people are like, are you crazy? What did I just hear? I'm hanging up. I'm not listening. Please, listeners, don't hang up. <laughs> Keep <laughs> listening. Uh, but, you know, obviously you see, you go, I, li- I live in San Diego for 20 years. You go to the beach and you see kids that look like Casper because they're covered in sunscreen from head to toe. No, no piece of flesh was left uncovered. And I think, you know, what produced all of this is the sun. And I know that too much of anything is, is not good, uh, but we need some especially if the sun is growing plants, which is what our animals eat or what we eat to be healthy and to 
to grow and repair and to restore and to basically use as fuel. Uh, but if we're so afraid of it and blocking it out all day long, and then when we're in it, covering ourselves with sunscreen, there has to be a negative effect. Oh, absolutely. Uh, you know, sunscreen doesn't just block the ultraviolet rays from reaching our, you know, our skin, but it does block a large percentage of the red and the near infrared light that's designed to penetrate deep into our skin. And in case of the near infrared, even deeper into our tissues mm -hmm. that again, stimulate that creation of energy and relieve that inflammation. That's going to leave our cells balanced and healthy. Right. Um, we can go into this all day long, and so, but we are not because I know you have point three. So point three, <laughs> it stimulates the release of nitric oxide into the tissues, which is going to help improve blood flow and the delivery of more oxygen and nutrients to the cell, so okay. the cell can ultimately function better. Let's break that down into layman's terms. So, nitric oxide—that right when you say that, you're going to start losing people. Nitric oxide, what does what again? So, nitric oxide is produced by the mitochondria. Okay. And when the mitochondria really, uh, absorbs that red and near infrared light, it releases that nitric oxide into the, into the vessels. And that's good for what reason? So nitric oxide is going to allow the vessels to vasodilate or to get bigger. So imagine a garden hose versus a fire hose, which, which delivery system is going to deliver more greater amounts of water. Got it. Fire hose. Fire hose. And so nitric oxide is a compound that not only delivers more, uh, again, oxygen and nutrition to the cell, but it lowers blood pressure. Got that's it. a, that's a big thing today. Right. Yep. And the sun is our main source of nitric oxide production. The sun by itself can lower blood pressure. Wow. I'm, so that's really important. Yeah. And I learned something there because typically most, you know, we, a lot of people supplement with nitric oxide. Um, mm -hmm. And you can get it by being outside. Just by going out in the sun <laughs> and taking your clothes off a little bit or whatever's you know, what, publicly appropriate. Sure. And what's your, what would you, you know, when I met you today, as you were waiting to come on the show, you're outside, um, you're actually grounding and we'll talk about that in a second, but you're also exposing yourself to sunlight. What in your opinion is the appropriate amount of sunlight per day outside of using red light therapy in your company? So, you know, that's going to be dependent on an individual basis. It, it really depends on your skin type and it depends on the tolerance that you build up. So, you know, the sun gets a bad rep. Uh, UVB does cause sunburn. But yeah, if you, the only sunlight that you see during the week is when you go out to the pool at 12 p.m. on Saturday during the <laughs> middle of the summer and then you're indoors out, outside of sunlight the rest of the week, of course you're going to sunburn every time you go out. But if you make it a daily habit where you start small, get small doses of, uh, you know, ultraviolet is the one that we have to watch out for. We're not going to overdose on red light and infrared light when we're outside. Um, but if we start small, we start to build up that tolerance. We build up that tan. That tan is nature's protection for us. Right. So we can be protected from that UV light and we can actually assimilate more of the light that we're exposed to. That's excellent. Um, you know, you are on today to talk about red light therapy and we can go down many avenues here. Um, so let's get back on to your company, Quantum Red. And you can find, uh, what? tell us how, we, how our listeners can find uh, you on social or your website. Sure. So on Instagram, it is uh, Quantum Red underscore Scottsdale. And my website is www.redlighttherapyscottsdale.com. And so Red Light Therapy is 
some, tell me, tell, tell us the process of how one is exposed to red light therapy in your organization. Sure. So I have different models to my business. So my main business is I actually have two different Scottsdale studios um, with full body red and near infrared light therapy offices. And so uh, that works on a membership basis, and which kind of unique to my business uh, that separates me from, uh, from others is all of my members have virtual access to both locations via their phone. So they don't need to make appointments. They can pop in at any time that fits their schedule. We're open seven days a week. And one of my uh, locations just went 24-7 as well. Oh, great. And so they use their phone to let themselves into the office. That's great. The red light therapy treatment itself, um, you're standing in between two giant six-foot-tall panels covered with thousands of LEDs that are either half-red or half-near-infrared. Um so you stand in there for 10 minutes. It's a birthday suit activity. We want as much skin exposed. You know, we don't take all of our clothes off when we go outside in the sun. Yeah. Uh, all of our, every cell in our body is designed to absorb this color of light. So if we can have as much skin exposed as possible, we're going to get the best benefit. Right. As for a frequency, I, I recommend to my members, they commit to at least three sessions a week. Uh, just like anything good in life, like, uh, it's about uh, consistency. Yeah. You know, diet and exercise don't work if you eat well once a week or you work out once a week. Right. Now there is a, and are there home units that people can purchase? Yes. So that's the other half of my business model is, uh, and what kind of 2020 was a blessing in disguise for my business where I lost over half of my members in a matter of a month. It really pushed me to get outside of my comfort zone and do something that I had been wanting to do. And so during the, uh, during 2020, I started getting into manufacturing my own lights, um, and, uh, selling individual units for home as well as, uh, custom, uh, full body units as well. Right. I think, uh, you know, from a perspective, perspective of getting the, uh, the light that we need for our bodies into ourselves is that's obvious. That makes a lot of sense. It can be from a corrective perspective as well. For example, peripheral neuropathy, um, it lingering injuries that aren't recovering for whatever reasons. Uh, we've been seeing that red light therapy at home because it's easier to use has had great response for people suffering with nerve damage, peripheral neuropathy, or these tendon issues like golfer's elbow or tennis elbow that are just very, very stubborn. Have you seen that as well? Oh, it's simply amazing. Um, you know, it, it goes back to my, probably my favorite benefit of red light therapy is the way it reduces inflammation in the body. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, we now know most of our modern day diseases, whether they're cancer, autoimmune, neurodegenerative heart disease, diabetes, those types of things, the root cause is inflammation. Right. And if we have a means of controlling that inflammation, we can start to relieve symptoms of these, you know, diseases that we've had. And in some cases we can over time start to reverse these conditions and bring ourselves back to a balance or a balance or a state of ease rather than disease. Right. I think that is, we're going to see a lot more, um, well, we're going to get a lot better results as people learn more and more about this therapy. Uh, and I'd hate to call it a therapy and put it right into a rehab state because this should be, a, this should be a, a daily habit. It's a game changer is what it is. Well said.
Um, and I know you do, you know, your business also has infrared therapy. Um, can you talk about that? Yeah. So the infrared sauna, um, infrared sauna uses a different part of the infrared spectrum. So infrared is the largest part of the spectrum that we get from the sun. Um, so this uses a part called far infrared, which is what we perceive as heat. So when you're standing outside in the sun, why does the sun feel hot? It's the far infrared. You stand in front of a fire. Why does it feel hot? Far infrared, you know, cloud cover comes in and covers the sun. The sun, the sun no longer feels hot, but the light is still coming through. It's because the clouds are blocking that far infrared energy. Got it. So far infrared works a little bit differently, but it, it works on the same fundamental principles of increasing energy and decreasing, uh, inflammation. So earlier I mentioned that our mitochondria, in addition to creating energy, they also create water. And so what's special about far infrared energy is far infrared energy absorbs into water and the body, the body's a big bag of water, roughly 70%. And so when we go into an infrared sauna, we absorb this far infrared energy into the water inside of our cells, which helps create, uh, or retain that energy. In addition to that, it really moves the fluids and improves the circulation. Um, In my opinion, much to a greater extent than the, uh, the red and the near infrared light therapy Uh, and infrared saunas are a phenomenal way to enhance your immune system and to detoxify, to get all the gunk out of your cells. Absolutely. Um, I think our listeners right now are saying, scratching their heads and saying, why have I not been doing this? You're, you're, you're stating it so well and explaining it where it makes so much sense. And we're literally putting ourselves in a diseased state by being in boxes all day long. Also, that includes our home. I love your analogy of us being houseplants. We'd rather be an outdoor tree <laughs> flourishing <laughs> compared to this withering indoor houseplant. And unfortunately, that's what we're becoming. And there is ways that you can hack the system so you can get the benefits, even though if you have to be a, a indoor dweller, you can still have an outdoor experience, but not have to be outdoors. And I believe, you know, well, you're, you're also a professional biohacker. So talk to what does biohacking mean? Biohacking, it means using technology or, or tools or even nature to ultimately optimize your health. I mean, I was very sick. I, I, that sleep apnea. And through biohacking, through essentially controlling my environment, I was able to reverse that completely as well as all the downstream effects that I had listed that came with it. So some of the things that I do, um, you know, obviously red light therapy being one of them, but uh, red light therapy will never be a total replacement for sunshine, right? You know, the source of all life on this planet, so one of the, you know, the first thing I do when I wake up in the morning, uh, you know, my body is tuned to wake up before the sun rises. I don't use an alarm clock anymore. I don't wake up at nine o'clock. I wake up about five thirty. So as soon as that sun starts to peak over the mountains, I'm outside depending on the time. I always have my shoes off. So, uh, my feet are actually planted on the earth. That's something that's termed as grounding right. or earthing. The best way to think about it is, you know, we're a, a biological electrical system. Anything that's electrical needs to be grounded or else if it's exposed to other electromagnetic uh, radiation in the environment, it's going to be interfered with. 
So that's why we ground all of our electronics, our TVs. If we don't, we'll get static. We'll get interference. Got it. And the same thing for our body. Um, something that's also... And now, uh, Jake, to stop you, because I think that's a very important piece is that just like we're indoors all day where we don't get, we're not exposed to sunlight and the proper light. We also have shoes on all day where we may never touch the earth for an entire year. We are completely insulated from our house to our car, to our shoes. And so there are some people that may have not put their feet on the earth to ground in over a decade. Since that last (laughs) vacation to Costa Rica five years ago. Maybe. Right. Uh, I think that's important for people to realize that we're meant to have our feet on the earth to ground. And I think that's a, that's a unique, that's a biohacking um, experience that I think should be, it's, it's a good point for all to understand. Absolutely. I, you know, in my opinion for uh, myself, uh, my personal training clients and even promoted for my members, it's a must, you know, we were talking about inflammation earlier. Uh, the other reason for grounding is the earth actually has an electrical charge, a negative charge, which means it has, an infinite amount of excess free electrons. Now, if we're insulated, we don't absorb those electrons because we don't have conductive material for it to pass through. But as soon as we take our shoes off and we put our, our feet on grass or dirt or rocks and even concrete is, is considered grounded, we start to absorb those electrons and electrons are literally antioxidants for the body. They put out inflammation. They put out the little fires, right? Um, I'm really glad you brought up concrete. Um, I think people would have wondered if standing on concrete could be considered grounding. It's it's made of natural rocks and materials. And if you want to make it even more grounded, you wet it down because water is an excellent conductor of electricity. Wow. Uh, now that you mentioned that, so maybe um, if you're lucky enough to be by a creek or a river and being and that oh, type of experience. Totally submerge yourself. <laughs> That's the best kind of grounding there is. Love it. The, um, let's, you know, we have a few minutes left and, uh, you've been a wealth of information and I'm so happy you're on our show today. Uh, let's talk, since we are talking light, let's talk blue blocking. Yeah, definitely. That's another biohacking thing that I do. You know, we're talking about how fundamental light really is to our health. And if you think about it, you know, artificial electricity has only been around for approximately 120 years. And so prior to that, we had sunlight during the day. And then we had, at most, fire at night. Fire, which does not contain very much blue light. It's yellow and orange and red and infrared. Mm -hmm. And so um, one thing that you were mentioning earlier is we are exposed to so much blue light, not only during the day, but also once that sun goes down. So something special about blue light is... Exposed, Exposed... Due to computers, TVs, computers, screens, you know, your nightstand lamp, even if that bulb looks yellow, there's still blue light in as part of that total spectrum. Got it. And so something special about blue light is blue actually tunes our body to daytime. Blue light is information via the eyes, the optic nerve to the brain that is daytime. And what that ultimately does is cascades all of our daytime hormones that allow us to stay alert and to, to stress our body and to, to digest food and so forth. And the counter to that is when it goes dark, when we lose that blue light for our environment, it suppresses all the daytime uh, hormones and it upregulates or stimulates the release of nighttime hormones like melatonin, the hormone I was telling you about that 
not only helps us fall asleep, but it's really what testosterone is to building muscle. Yep. Melatonin is to cellular and mitochondrial repair. Got it. So it is our most powerful anti-aging hormone. Wow. And it's not, it's not actually not released when we're exposed to blue light. So as you were saying, uh, you know, blue blocking glasses, something that's so fundamental to my routine and has been fundamental in reversing my disease and improving my health all around is wearing these special amber tinted blue blocking glasses. These aren't the same ones that you see people wearing on their computer screens during the daytime that are mostly clear. These actually have amber tinted glasses that give you what's called the campfire effect. Uh, they block 100% of blue light. I put them on as soon as the sun goes down because that's when naturally it would be dark outside. And it's amazing. You can still use your phone or have your TV on or whatever, but you find yourself getting tired a lot earlier. And that's because your your brain is still releasing that melatonin even though the lights are on yeah. because you're blocking it. So you're blocking your brain from receiving that signal. That's great. That was explained so well. I think a lot of people have heard about blue blocking glasses uh, or blue blockers themselves. However, I don't think people put two and two together of realizing that's going to enhance our melatonin production, which ultimately is going to help us, um, well, with our anti-aging. Anti-aging anti and the quality of your sleep. I mean, right. how many things are affected positively when you sleep better? You have more energy the next day. You perform better, whether it's a mental task or a physical task, like athletes working out. Um, you just overall feel better. You right. look better. You don't look like you're dragging. You don't have those tired eyes. Everything gets better when you improve your sleep. Well, if you're spending $1,000 a month a month at an anti-aging clinic, maybe pick up a pair of $15 blue blockings. <laughs> exactly. You'll get the same effect. Are you? Uh, do you have a brand that you recommend? I love my raw optics. R-A-W? R-A, like raw, the sun god. Got it. Optics.com. Got it. And the reason I like them, a lot of companies out there, they block, light is measured in what's called nanometers or the, the measurement of the wavelength. So most blue blockers out there block 400 to 500 nanometers, which is where the blue spectrum of visible light sits. But we're also tuned a little bit to green light, what I didn't mention earlier. And so these actually go beyond that 500. They go to 550 nanometers to block part of that green spectrum as well. Got it. So these are the ultimate. Awesome. Uh, Jake, I think we're going to have to have you on a show again at some point. You're a wealth of information. It was a lot of fun having you here. Hey, it was uh, a lot of fun being here, and I would love to come back. Yes. Um, so thanks again for your time. And, uh, and one last plug. What locations do you have again? And where are they? So both my studios are in North uh, or in Scottsdale. First one is in North Scottsdale inside of Glory Gaines Gym. It's off of Bell Road in the 101. And then I also have a studio in uh, Central Scottsdale inside of CrossFit Infinite Strength. And that's close to 90th Street and Via De Ventura. Sounds good. I think you should stop by our clinic in Scottsdale and uh, take a look at our space and see if you'd like to put... Uh, some red light panels in our facility as well. Absolutely, I would love to. Jake Weeks, thanks for being on the show today. Thanks, John. Take care.